A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Inom några dagar stänger det internationella transferfönstret för vintern 2022. En som är i full gång är Fabrizio Romano som vuxit fram som en av de mest ansedda nyhetsjägarna kring internationella spelarköp. Han talar om kampen och om att vara först, om vilka som är de viktigaste kontakterna, om att spelare ibland kan vara sist att veta om transfers och om risken att bli utnyttjad för att någon vill få ut uppgifter. Han ger även sin syn på hur transfermarknaden påverkas av coronapandemin, om att ha fel, om att släppa nyheter via sociala medier samt om arbetstakten som krävs för att hänga med. He's a regular every Monday afternoon. 2.3 million Twitter followers. Famous for his here we go slogan. It is Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, great to have you on the show again. And it's a very special show we've got for you today. We're joined by tier one fan favorite journalist Fabrizio Romano. How are you Fabrizio? My name is Fabrizio Romano. I am a football journalist and here we go. Sportjournalisten Fabrizio Romano anses av många vara en av de mest trovärdiga källorna när det handlar om spelarköp på internationell nivå. Med miljontals följare på sociala medier och samarbeten bland annat med Sky i Italien, Guardian i England och CBS i USA så är han ett stort och ganska välkänt namn inom fotbollsvärlden. Den 28-årige italienaren har länge jobbat hårt för att bygga upp sitt nätverk av kontakter som ger honom information. 
och då fotbollsvärlden nästan aldrig sover så är det ett ganska hektiskt liv han lever. Förra veckan, mitt emellan ett par mediaframträdande, lyckades jag dock snå åt mig 30 minuter av hans tid för en intervju om hur det är att vara fotbollsvärldens transferguru ständigt på jakt efter nyheter. I dagens podd berättar han om livet i nyhetsvängen, om att ständigt hålla kontakt med klubbar, agenter, spelare, direktörer och vilka som han helst vänder sig till för att få nyheter. I would say agents. I prefer agents and to be honest I would say intermediaries because you know uh, agents are the best ones but clubs have a problem. If you share something from the clubs it has to be 100% confirmed. So it's so slow with the clubs and it's so fast with the agent. Och så talar vi naturligtvis om journalistbranschen och om risken att bli utnyttjad av klubbar och agenter som vill få ut viss information. This is normal. This is always happening, but I think now in international football in particular they know if they want to be part of this game with me and if I want to be part of this game with them, they have to be respectful. So I'm never sharing something false. Och vi talar om framtiden för de svenska stjärnskotten som Kulusevski, Forsberg och om ryktena kring Alexander Isak. Uh, he's appreciated by many clubs, but you know, to deal with Real Sociedad is not easy. They have a good structure, they are so serious. Always look at what happened some days ago with Xabi Alonso, for example. They were fighting to keep the manager, also about the rumors of Borussia Mönchengladbach. So they are so serious. Won't be easy, but for sure, top clubs are looking at Isak. He's a great player. So Barcelona and many others are looking at him. Podden är mer än det här och vi talar om konkurrensen, om att vara först med vissa nyheter och om pandemins påverkan på spelarmarknaden där löner går ner och spelarköpen blir färre och om framtidsdrömmarna och vad som var startskottet för hans journalistkarriär. Men som vanligt bör vi podden med en fakta ute. What's your age? Okay, my age is 28. Where do you live? I live in Milano, in and, Italy. And your family? My family is in Napoli. And Naples. your family is girlfriend, wife? No, my family, I mean my, my father, my mother and, and my brother. I live here in Milano alone at the moment. Okay. Uh, what kind of education do you have? I had an education with a classic school, you know, in Italy we have two possible choices, three possible choices with three different formation with languages or scientific one or classical one studying like uh, language and, and many other. So talking about history or something like that, I have the classic one. So I, work, I always studied for this one and it was the most important thing in my life, more than university. Uh, and how much do you make? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't know because it's really changed like a month by month. So I am a freelance journalist, you know, so I have some good months like during the window, but some other months that are so normal like this one. <laughs> uh, what do you drive? Um, I, I don't drive. I don't like to drive. I, I live around the city always with, I don't know, metro or taxi or whatever I need. So in this moment, I'm not driving. What do you read? I read um, about philosophy. I love philosophy. So I love to read about uh, this kind of stuff more than sports or this kind of things. When I'm out of my work, I love to see something different always. What do you watch? <laughs> What I watch, I love to watch things around um, the mafia here in Italy. I am so curious about the world of mafia. So about Camorra and about mafia and many other things we have here in Italy. So when I'm out of football, out of my work, I always try to look at something different. What do you listen to? 
I listen bossa nova is my favorite music. I love Brazilian music, so relax and this is my passion. So I love bossa nova also because I want to learn Portuguese, so that's why I learn. I try with with, with bossa nova too. What is your background in football? What's the biggest prize you've won as a football player? <laughs> I've never been a serious football player really. I've always been playing with my friends. I've never had qualities or skills to be a football player. So my biggest achievement has been a friendly tournament with my friends and it's my best memory, but I've never been in, in a club or something like it in my life, never. What's your uh, best experience uh, regarding football, a game or something that you've watched? It- Ah, you mean I watched? I would I would say that the World Cup with Italy in in 2006 was something incredible. Really, for me, it was the best feeling. I was so young because I was 13, but my feeling with my friends winning a World Cup is something crazy and special. So my best feeling, absolutely. Which is your favorite team and why? My favorite team is Watford in England because I love English football. I've always loved English football. And why is because I was watching the famous match Watford against Leicester with Watford winning the game after the penalty saved by Almunia in the last minute and going to the Premier League thanks to this crazy minute. And I felt something special. So starting from this day, I started to study about Watford. They have an Italian ownership. So I started to go to Vicarage Road many times. I started to play on FIFA or a football manager always with Watford. So my biggest passion is Watford, yes. Which rule would you like to change in football? Uh, to be honest, I have no intention to work in, in, in football. Many people are asking me if one day I want to be a sport director or an agent or something like this, but I'm not planning for this. I'm in love with my job. I love the feeling I have when I got the news, I can share the news, I have people buzzing to receive my news. So I want to stay as a journalist. In this moment, I'm not planning to change. Which is your favorite movie? Good question. I would say one is called La Vita Bella, Beautiful Life here in Italy, talking about what happened with Hitler and the terrible history of, of Nazism. When do you lie? <laughs> when, when I lie, in what sense? <laughs> yeah, are there situations when you lie? Ah, that's a good question, but I, I I think in my job never, because if I start to, to lie, it's terrible, so people must trust me. Sometimes could happen with, I don't know. I I really don't know because I don't love to lie. So I say, yeah, I'm not lying. (laughs) Uh, Which is your favorite curse? Um, You mean, what do you mean with curse? Bad word. Like katsu or something. Ah, okay. No, but I don't know. Probably I say vaffanculo many times. (laughs) When was the last time you were really, really happy? Last time I was really, really happy was, uh, I would say, some days ago, because I'm meeting a new girl. I'm so happy. So I think personal life is so important to be the best part of yourself, also in your job, on your work, on your private life. So I would say some days ago, I was really, really happy. For all football people who are interested in you, they know that here we go. That's when you break a transfer story. How is the market uh, now in in the end of March, beginning of April? Well, in the moment, it's so quiet. Talking with a lot of people in, in this business and from different countries, Spain, Italy, England, wherever, they're always saying the same thing. 
many people talking on the papers, but in reality, there is nothing advanced with big names. It's really complicated. Club, clubs are struggling because of the pandemic situation. So at the moment, it's really slow. It's really quiet. I think we need to wait uh, one month and then we will see something big starting to happen. But at the moment, it's really complicated to see big clubs spending like 100 or 200 million euro for one single player. That's why with big clubs not moving, also for small clubs, it's difficult to start with the market. So at the moment, it's so, so quiet. Uh, has uh, Corona already affected the market if you look at transfer fees? Absolutely, yes. Not for the top stars, because top stars have the same price, so this is not changing with Corona. But for normal players, medium players, medium-high level players, and low-level players, obviously, yes, absolutely, yes. I think the prices are, are changing and are going to change also next summer because a lot of players will have a different price and clubs need money, so they can't play too much with value and negotiation or deal and this kind of stuff. They need to get money, and if they have an opportunity... Also, to having a salary, a big salary player in your team is a problem right now. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo, for example. So this kind of situation is the new era of transfers. Yeah, do you think that even players will get lower salaries, that signing new contracts means that the big salaries are gone? I think, yes, a part of big stars also in this case. So if we are talking about Mbappé, Holland and this kind of players, obviously they have top salaries and they will have top salaries, in my opinion. But all the other players are going to change the situation. I'm making you an example. I remember that Juventus, before the pandemic, they wanted to sign Paul Pogba from Manchester United. They were prepared to offer him 20 million euro after taxes per season. That wow. is absolutely impossible for them to think about this money. So everything is going to change. Uh, if you uh, look to how is a normal day for you we don't take the transfer window we take a, like a, what do you do with a, a regular day I, I work with my I would say channels so with my collaboration with Sky sometimes here in Italy with The Guardian in England uh, working around interviews and news and calling people always this is the key for me so I really spend my days also in this moment when the window is closed to stay in touch with people, to call people. If you want the news during the window, you have to become friends of the people also out of the window. So it's too easy to call people when you need something, but you need to have a relationship also when the window is closed. So in my day, there are a lot of calls, a lot of messages, always dealing with that, always try to do something new for myself. So with social media, always paying attention, always trying to find something like updates on new contracts and something like this. And as I said, always collaborating with Sky and with The Guardian and with CBS in the USA. So I try to deal with, with the situation of journalism, but also with private life because I'm so lucky. I have my best friends, my two best friends working with me together in Sky or about transfers. And this is something I'm really lucky because without my friends it would be really difficult to be always isolated and working and working without your friends close to you. How come uh, you ended up working as a transfer guru, as you're kind of called? First of all, I don't feel to be a transfer guru. I think I'm just as just a normal journalist. I see people now have a big excitement for, for transfers, and I'm happy about that. But I think we have always to remember that I'm talking about, and we are talking about football, and there is nothing special. So we are just normal journalists, and we're not talking about war or something serious. So this is something important to say always. And I started because... Mm, 
when I started my experience with Sky, I was 19, I had the dream of working in football, but I never had the passion about, for example, commenting matches or being uh, on the pitch to, to talk about the matches. It was not about my passion. I love to watch football, but it's not my priority to walk on the pitch or during the match. So I prefer to do something different. I always had the feeling that when I received something like news, I feel something different, so I love also spending like 24 hours with my passion of calling people, sending messages and everything. And when I had my first big news was about Mauro Riccardi joining uh, Sampdoria from Barcelona with a, a small Italian agent who called me to give me this news. It was something crazy for me. Because Why did was, he call you? I, I was absolutely no one, but I was writing on a, small, on a small website here in Italy talking about Italian clubs. And he was Italian and he told me, if you can help me about this player about Icardi because I'm working in Barcelona in La Masia but he was working around the city not about football he was trying to become an agent imagine it was like 12 years ago so it was another word completely different also about transfers about football and he was trying to convince the player and that's how we started and that's how I started because I helped him making an article about Icardi on this small website and he helped me like six months later telling me okay Mauro is moving to Italian club Sampdoria and then he moved to Inter and updates about Icardi were my first ones and I felt something special. So I said, I want to try in these years to develop this, this passion. And I've been really lucky because being part of the Sky team helped me a lot. Obviously, they have a lot of contacts. So that's how I started. Sulla sinistra, Perisic, Perisic, si porta sul fondo, Perisic, Icardi, che gol! Mamma mia, passa in vantaggio l'Inter, ancora una volta, ancora una volta con Icardi! In from Vecino, Donnarumma misjudges it! Mauro Icardi wins the derby for Inter in its dying moments! His timing impeccable, so too is finishing! You work for Sky in Italy, Guardian in England, CBS in in the US, but you also have uh, 2.4 million followers on Twitter and 1.8 million followers on Instagram. How do you choose where to put your news? To be honest, I have in every contract I do, I never want to say, okay, I'm giving you my exclusive news because I think my my idea is always to share the news on social media because I like to give the news for free to people. So if they want something from me, they have to have for free because we're talking about football and there is nothing serious they need to pay for. So that's why I want always to share on my social media. I remember, for example, one year ago, I received an important proposal from an Italian editor here in Italy. It was really a big con- but I said no because they wanted me every time to put a link on Twitter or on Instagram before saying the news. And for me, it's something crazy to oblige people to have my news to go somewhere. So I don't like it. If they want me, I am happy to share the news and to talk about the news on the channel. So as I do with Sky, with CBS and with The Guardian. But I decide, for example, I have the news. So I'm sharing on social media at the same time I'm sending the news to The Guardian if they are interested and to the channels that are interested in. For example, Sky for Italian news or CBS if are international news so that's how i deal with it but really for me social media are so important because i think you receive a lot from social media and from fans and from followers on social media but you have to be honest with the people so if you want to use social media only to make profit or to put to put people in other parts of, of the world of internet is, is something is not working at lot on long term uh, you told uh, us about starting out with the first small italian agent how have you built your network after that 
The key was about the city because living in Milano in my, here in Italy means that you are in the center of the market because agents, directors, uh, president and all people involved in football is here in Milano, in Italy, and not just in Italy, because many times, to make an example, Thiago Silva signed his contract with Chelsea last summer here in Milano. He was having medicals here in Milano. So Milano is one of the cities of transfers, I would say, with Madrid and with London. They are the biggest cities for transfers. But here in Milano, people meet in the restaurants, they meet in the in the hotels. So I spent my time, but I'm saying like three months every day around the city, meeting with people, going around the restaurants, going around the hotels, waiting for a meeting. Um, with new contacts, with new sources, and that's how I started. Then when you have some power on social media, obviously they are starting to contact you because they need you also. So it's like an exchange right now, but I started going around the city. Really, I spent like six or seven years around the city here in Milano to meet people, and obviously at the start it's difficult to go with the big ones. So you have to start with the small ones. You have to be lucky because it's so important in life and not just in the world, but in life in general. And I've been lucky because I met, with, I met people that now are becoming something important for Italian football. And, and that's how I started. Day by day, contact people, no problem. Always be respectful because if you are wrong one time, then, then the voice is going on over also other people and you are destroyed. So always respectful and that's it. Uh, what would you say are the best sources? Would it be clubs, people working in clubs? Is, are there agents? I would say agents. I prefer agents. And to be honest, I would say intermediaries because, you know, uh, agents are the best ones. But clubs have a problem. If you share something from the clubs, it has to be 100% confirmed. So I use many times the clubs to be to, to verify my news, to check my news, but they start many times from agents because they have no interest. So they just want to push the news because they are happy they are doing the deal, uh, but they have no interest in creating problems to, to the clubs or something like it. The clubs have to be very careful. If they want to see you say you something they have to be 100% that is going to happen so it's so slow with the clubs and it's so fast with the agent so I work a lot with the agents but always checking with the clubs or people close to the clubs how often do you work with players and in the last year a lot of times I have to be honest for 10 years I've never worked with players okay I meet a lot of players I know a lot of players but it's difficult to, to, to check news with players now it's different because the new era, the new generation of players, the young ones, like 18, 19, 20 years old, they are always on social media. So they are looking at me many times, they are sending me messages, sometimes they are sending me photos, they are traveling to join a new club. So it's funny, I like it because always with, with players you have to be careful and you have to be respectful as with agents, as with directors, as with the clubs. But with players, it's funny because many times they receive the news and they don't know what's going to happen. So they want to know from you what's happening. Yeah, that I, that I wanted to ask you. How often does it happen that players <laughs> <happens>. don't know? <laughs> it happens. It happens. Many times agents and clubs are working like directly and the players are the last ones to know the news. So many times it's happening. And they ask me, Fabrizio, but it's true then what are they are saying. Or also they ask me to deny some rumor. For example, if there are some rumors saying that they want to leave the club, they are not happy with the club. They ask me, uh, can you help me? Okay, it's not day by day, but sometimes happens. They ask me to, to deny the rumor. Uh, how often do you feel that agents or clubs use you, that they want to get some information out? And it, this is normal. This is always happening. But I think now in international football in particular, they know if they want to 
be part of this game with me and if I want to be part of this game with them, they have to be respectful. So I'm never sharing something false because I'm always checking my news. I have like two or three or four top sources. I'm 100% sure they are my friends. So if they are calling me and telling me something, I'm 100% sure I don't need to check because they are telling me always the truth by many years. But other people, I'm always checking the news. So it's never happening. They tell me, Fabrizio, can you say this? And I'm saying this. I'm always checking because it's a matter of respect for the people that are following me and for people that are paying me with my channels. Uh, you talk about being friends with uh, your network. Uh, how, is there a risk of being too friendly or are you a journalist? <laughs> no, no. Sometimes you have the risk that you have to wait for the news, you know. Uh, sometimes it happens that you are so big friend and they tell you something big. And they tell, okay, Fabrizio, please wait for one week before seeing this news. And you spend like seven days saying, I want to say this, always checking Twitter or, or social media or Google to see if the news is out from other other editors or journalists. But it's, it's funny. I, I like to be friend of, of people that are working with me or agents or directors just because it's, I think it's the only key to be a long-term project. If you want to be in football on a long term and if you want to be a respected journalist on long term, you have to be friend of people. If you are just using people, you are not going nowhere or it becomes boring for yourself too. That's my personal opinion. How do you keep uh, your uh, sources on, in a good mood? Do you give them gifts or do you just uh, call and say <laughs> hi, congratulations no, on I your birthday or how do you no, keep I them? <laughs> I never gave a gift, never in my life. Uh, also because they take a lot of money, so they don't need my gifts. But I'm always calling them. So I basically give sometimes friendship or if they need some help, sometimes to know something like, uh, if you know that this club is looking for this player, let me know. Or if you know who will be the new director of this club. Or if you know if this club are going to sell one player and they need one of mine. So, you know, networking is also on this side. So sharing news with people, but just to help them on their work never talking about money or gift or something like this, always talking about uh, football and what they need. So if I hear something, I can help them and they can help me if they hear something. Uh, I guess working for many years now, you've met people who have been maybe a director in a smaller club or a small agent and now are big and powerful. How Can you give me an example of someone who's risen? Uh, I, I don't love to make names, but in Italy, for example, I don't give you the name, but I give you the example here in Italy. We have an important director now who is working for a top club, and he was just a scout in a small club. I, I talk about eight years ago or nine years ago, he was working for Sampdoria. It's a good club, but it's a middle table one here in Italy. And now he's working for a top club, and I started to have a relationship with him. But imagine he started from a small, small club and he was a scout. He was not even working as a director. And now he is one of the best we have in, in football in general in Europe and not just in Italy. So it's something important to trust people and to know who can be the best ones in the future. So it's always about the relationship because obviously I always know people that are not at top level, but they are my friends and I'm always helping them if I can. So I really think that the key is the friendship in in a long-term period. What would you say is your biggest scoop? <laughs> this is a good question. I My, my favorite one, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, was Icardi to Inter because it was my first one and that's how I started. So I remember the feeling I had because I received the news in November and the deal was completed during the summer. So imagine seven months before the news, 
saying something and people who are not trusting me here in Italy, they said, how is possible uh, seven months before to say something like this? And then the player joined Inter. So for me, it was big and great. But talking about international football, I would say Bruno Fernandes to Manchester United. Because for me, the feeling I had during the summer when Manchester United were trying to sign this player, but they didn't find an agreement. But other papers or journalists were saying that the deal was done. And I received a lot of messages, people insulting me or going against me, saying, Fabrizio, you are denying the news, but it's true, we want the player. And I said, no, in this moment, it's not true. Then when in January, I said, okay, Bruno is coming, it's done deal, sharing the photos of the player on the plane with his agent was fantastic for me, really. I remember people buzzing and they were like, if, if Manchester United were scoring a goal. So for me, this feeling was great. Yeah. And uh, how is it to go from working just in maybe Italy to work almost all over the world now? Yes, this is something new for me because it's like two years. Uh, I started with The Guardian six years ago, five years ago, six years ago, but it was different. Now we're talking about, uh, as you mentioned, also CBS and different countries and people from all countries really day by day. But I love it. I think we are in the future now. We are in a new era. We have to deal with it. Uh, we are, can't just focus on our country, on our city or on our club, but we have to be open. So it's not easy because you have to be always connected so this is the difficult part of my work of my daily job you have to be always always connected always answering people always with your phone on i never have one day like saying okay i'm out i'm not answering anyone because it's not part of my style and i can't do it but it's it's wonderful to work with people around the world knowing new cultures as i told you i work on football but i like when i'm not working to look at different cultures to look at different things for myself as a person and not just as a journalist and so for me meeting new people knowing new cultures is something great and i love it how do you how long do you think you can keep this work pace (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to ask to, if I find a good friend. Would be difficult to convince a girl about my life because uh, last one years ago had some problems with my life, and I, I respect this feeling. But obviously, I, I think for the next ten years, I want to be uh, with this work, giving my best. I think I'm 28, so till I will be like 40, I want to be my best. I want to give my best every day. And then let's see, probably my work will change. I don't know what happens with social media. If they told me 10 years ago I was at this level with social media too, I would have said it's crazy. But life changed, so I prefer to look at day by day and not planning for the future. How do you reckon, the, how tough is the competition from other transfer journalists? I'm not suffering competition with transfer journalists, to be honest. I just suffer people when they are not honest. And we have some people here in Italy, they are not so honest. But not just with me, in general. They just like to share fake news, just to get retweets. I don't like this kind of competition. When I see people just trying to have followers or this kind of things, sharing fake news because they want to do something similar what I did. What I did. But I love the competition from the great journalists. I have great relationship with journalists in England, in Germany, in Spain, in we, France. Are there any good journalists that you can mention? Ah, uh, yes, I would mention. I can mention a lot of journalists in France. There is Mohamed Boafsi. In England, there is David Ornstein or Matt Lowe. Uh, for example, in, in Germany, there is Christian Falk and Florian Platibor. A lot of journalists in Spain. They have a lot of fantastic journalists in South America, too. So I can mention a lot of journalists that I respect. I speak with them. I have great relationship. If I have to mention them, I'm happy because I think it's impossible to be always the first one if you are working with many countries as many news. You have to respect people. And we 
we have as journalists to offer a good product to the followers. So I love it when I see them working at top level and I think the future is together and not having a competition. Uh, do you get into uh, Twitter fights with both followers and others and, and tell people <laughs> I was right there, you were wrong there? <laughs> with journalists you mean? Yeah, with both fans? with journalists and with uh, fans, supporters. Uh, it only, only happened to me with, with one journalist here in Italy, as I mentioned, because sometimes I don't like people not mentioning the source or this kind of stuff. So I had a problem only with the journalists here in Italy. And as I told you, with international journalists, I, I like to have a good relationship and I, I can only learn from some of them because I don't feel I'm the best one in their job. So I always say I can learn from these peers, from these people. They do an amazing job. So really, I like this kind of feeling with, with followers. I don't like to fight. I'm always fighting when they are insulting or having no respect for the work you're doing, you know, because I think I'm giving you everything for free. I'm not asking you any money. So I'm doing my best. You have to respect my work. If you go against me as a person, I don't like it. If you're going against me as a journalist, no problem at all. You can decide who you're following. You can think I'm not good. No problem at all. But you're coming against me as a person. I don't like it against my family. Sometimes, you know, on social media, we have a lot of these people going against just because they want to have fun. But to be honest, the, the major part is fantastic. And I love to work on social media. You talk about being honest. And of course, it's important to be right. How often have you been, have you had a, not been correct, <laughs> reported a transfer that didn't happen? A lot of times it happened. It happened. It's normal. Um, which it, it's is normal the worst? Which is the worst you've had? The worst for me was about, uh, for example, Rabiot to Barcelona. I said it was done because also David Silva to Lazio. Uh, both transfer, I said it was done, but it was not signed. And when you say it's done, people obviously they feel that the deal is done and they're right because I said it's done. So they're right to think like this. But in football, many things can happen. For example, for David Silva, he decided to sign with Lazio. They sent the contrast. They had the medical scheduled. And then two days later, he decided with the family to come back in Spain to Real Sociedad. And I was happy with the director of Lazio two days later saying, we had the agreement. We are furious with David Silva because the deal was done. So in my personal opinion, I was right, but I wasn't because David was not joining Lazio. So you have always to be careful in particular with free agents because many times they can change their mind in some minutes and you know in this job is crazy everything can change in five minutes when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ronaldo, rättvänd. Ja, Ronaldo fastnar till slut. Kolosevski, ett av Juventus! Och vilken start på Juventus eventyr! För Dejan Kolosevski! Har med sig Forsberg till vänster, lägger den på fötterna lite bakom Forsberg som fintar och skjuter i mål! Emil Forsberg, bollen rakt upp i nättaket. Leipzig i ledningen. Släpper sig en lös Sojar Zabal och här finns Alexander Isak han gör hat-trick! What are happening with the Swedish players? Zlatan and Milan, will he stay? I think yes. I think yes. He wants to play the Champions League again. Uh, he's a fighter. He's in top form now. He is a Milan in this moment. So I would say yes. My personal feeling is yes. There is rumor about Alexander Isak moving from Real Sociedad either to Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund wants maybe to bring him back. What will happen with Isak? Uh, he's appreciated by many clubs, but you know, to deal with Real Sociedad is not easy. They have a good structure. They are so serious. Always look at what happened some days ago with Xabi Alonso, for example. They were fighting to keep the manager also about the rumors of Borussia Mönchengladbach. So they are so serious. Won't be easy, but for sure, top clubs are looking at Isak. He's a great player. So Barcelona and many others are looking at him, but there is nothing advanced yet. Dejan Kulusevski, will he stay in Juventus that is having a so-so season? He's staying, yes, because they trust him. I hope he will play as a winger and not in a 4-4-2, but in a 4-3-3 because he's an amazing player. I love this talent. I'm convinced he will be one of the best here in Serie A in the coming years, but he needs to play in a different way, in my opinion. Uh, Emil Forsberg of Leipzig, uh, there's uh, nothing. He's, uh, he's into his last year of his contract next season. Where do you think he will play? He's always been so appreciated also from Serie A clubs. He had something with AC Milan some years ago, so he always had some noises here in Italy. But at the moment, there is nothing advanced, so we will see during the summer. At the moment, I have no news about him because I think he wants to wait too. And Leipzig are planning to sign players in this moment and to sell players during the window. Robin Olsen, uh, the Roma keeper who is uh, on loan with Everton, with Ancelotti. What do you think will happen? He had this bad scare with uh, robbery in, uh, in Liverpool or out outside of Manchester he plays in Liverpool uh, what do you think would happen with Olsen? I think he won't be back at Roma because Roma are looking to sign a new goalkeeper so he could be back if Everton won't sign him but I think Ancelotti is happy it's about the price of the player so they need to negotiate because Roma spent money to sign Olsen and they need to find an agreement if they can't find an agreement for sure he's leaving Roma because they are looking as I said for a new goalkeeper probably it will be Goldini from Atalanta so they are looking for something different uh, One of the Swedes is Arnel Achmehorcic who plays for Malmö he chose to represent Bosnia as a national team player. He's been, uh, many think that he will end up in Atalanta. What are you hearing about Anna Lohmerhotic? 
Uh, he's close, so close to Atalanta. First of all, I love this player. He's an animal, what a centre-back. So I really like him and I think it would be perfect for Italian football and then in the future for English football. So he needs one other step here in Italy. It would be perfect because working on defence here in Italy is always so positive. So I think he's moving to Italy. Atalanta are really close. It's not done yet, but they are really close. Also, Napoli are interested in him. So it would be a good race between two Italian clubs. And then I think in the future he could be ready for the Premier League because he's an amazing centre-back. Another player in the national team, Victor Claesson, scored uh, in the World Cup qualifier against Georgia. Uh, he's in Krasnodar last year of his contract. He's done really well. Do you see him ending up in some other league than the Russian league? I think yes. I think he has opportunity. As you say, he's a good player. So for sure having the opportunity with the contract means that you can sign him for a good price this summer. And I think also him could have an opportunity like European top leagues. I don't know if Premier League or Italy or something like that. But for sure he could have some opportunity. And I would say yes, we need to wait obviously to mention clubs or something like this. But yes. Ludwig Augustinsson, Werder Bremen, also in his last year of his contract. Where do you think he will end up? Yeah, let's see what happens with the contract, if he will extend the contract or not at the moment. To be honest with you, I have no updates about him. But let's see, because we have always to respect also the clubs with the contract, if they want to negotiate, to extend the contract. So let's see in, in the coming weeks too. And now I know you're going on Sky. It's, you have a busy schedule. I had to work a couple of weeks to get uh, 30 minutes. And <laughs> it's been great talking to you. Very, very grateful that you could uh, join the this uh, podcast thank you thank you, thank you. for me it's a big pleasure thank you for the invitation and whenever you want I'm always available for you yeah that's great uh, we'll keep in touch and you'll uh, keep a check on uh, all the Swedish players out there thank you thank, thank you, you so very much, much. good luck, good luck. Bye, thank bye, you bye 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 Podden är som vanligt producerad av Julia Karlsson och klippt av Daniel Eriksson. Och vi tar tacksamt emot alla tänkbara synpunkter, tankar, idéer och vad det nu må vara. Enklast är alltid att maila mig olof.lund.tv4.se eller skriva till mig på Instagram eller Twitter. Och då är det Olof Lund som gäller i ett år. Stort tack för den här veckan! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.